Hello everybody, welcome back to The Missing Piece. Every time I start recording I realise that I'm actually, I, my throat's still a little bit funny but anyways, hello, I'm recording in my car again and I've got a bomber just kind of tucked in which is really nice, I like tucked into me, really sweet, big softy these days, bless him. You can probably hear him snoring, let me see if I can get him close enough. Can you hear that? Of course he would go. <clears throat> go silent. I'll see if I can capture the moment. Not that anyone else really cares about other people's dogs snoring, but it's just one of those things that you love, isn't it, when it's your own dog. Um, <clears throat> and there are some kids playing outside. I can hear the birds, but anyways, you might hear any or none of these things. And, um, well, it's nearly half past eight on Sunday night. So if you're listening to this on Monday around like seven or any time in the morning, I've literally just recorded this about 12 hours ago slightly uh close to cut off but all day and all weekend I was obviously going to plan on recording and I want to keep doing that making sure that I kind of keep accountable to it and to you um but it's been hard because I've been really really tired today um and I really didn't know what to talk about I had an idea of a topic but it just didn't feel right to talk about and so what I am going to share is one of those ones where I just kind of feel like I just feel like it's a bit self-indulgent. I think I struggle with these type of episodes, but at the same time, I know what my intention is and I know what I get from when other people do this, but it's just a sharing of where I'm at and essentially where, like what's coming up for me at the moment. It's about just over a month um, from me and Dave ending our relationship. And so I wanted to just share some points that I am reflecting on, some questions that I'm aware of, like things that I'm discerning between, um, what's coming up for me a month on and during that time, really, because, you know, that's very present in my mind and maybe you resonate with this, maybe you don't or take some things away from it, but in general, it's a, a deeply reflective time and I really want to be aware of what healing looks like for me. And that is what I would also say to obviously everybody who's listening is what does healing look like for you? Because it could be very, very different. But I wanted to share some things where I don't feel like I am doing the average type of maybe healing, I guess just to show an alternative point, maybe, um, because it's just really important to listen to ourselves, isn't it, when we go on our, on our healing journeys of any type, especially after the ending of a relationship, what's coming up, where do we feel like, you know, what do we want to call into the next relationship, what happened in this one that meant that it ended, and is that something, like, what, where's the personal responsibility in it and what needs to kind of be worked upon in order to bring an even deeper, more loving and expansive relationship going forward. So these are the things that I am thinking about. It's a few little things, not in any particular order, but you know, they've been, I, I just think they're really big things for me. And being a month on and being where I'm at, I'm just I'm really blessed and grateful to be in a place where I feel largely pretty good. Never thought I'd be saying that, you know. If you'd have 
told me that this was all going to happen, even like two months ago when I didn't even think this was going to happen. And yeah, I think a lot of these um, questions, these thoughts, these ponderings that are coming up are being supportive. And I think I've, you know, from being on this kind of self awareness journey for a while I think that's really really helped maybe it was all leading me towards this who knows but that's not to say that it is all easy and it's very much a case of riding the waves I feel kind of like feeling like um you know it's not a linear journey no healing is a linear journey and to really just be aware of that when emotions come up that you feel like you've already maybe dealt with or they um don't come up so much anymore like today I had a big moment of just full on like crying from the loss of it and the like lack of I guess belief in it all because that was not what I thought was going to happen in my life you know and it was a very egoic part but it had to come out and it had to go through its full cycle so you know a lot of the episodes the, the lot of things that I've been covering recently are really helping me now so actually that's one that's one that I'll probably could start with is just this allowing all emotions to run the cycle and you know I recorded an episode which was um riding the emotional waves I think I called it in the end and that's a few episodes ago and yeah it's just being able to let them flow even when they feel difficult and even when you feel like if you're diving into them you're never going to come out of them or if it feels like it's the wrong thing to do like I shouldn't be feeling like this now you know and but you I just believe that they have to be explored and they have to be fully expressed and listened to and nurtured and I think the more we do that the more we can get to a point where we when we realize that like actually do you know what maybe maybe I'm a little bit past this now and I'm being sucked kind of back into it but I've got more of the other kind of um, loving and expansive parts that are able to uh, nurture that that part I've kind of gone through it you know if you like keep going back to the same thing and you're like oh the same thing keeps coming up there's a level isn't there if you if you really tune in I think you can know when there's a level where it um tips into into that kind of not helpful place but I do actually think that it's important to be aware that this can be so non-linear and to ride these waves whatever comes up particularly with yeah any type of healing any type of grief you know if we don't explore them I think this is the the biggest thing about it as well as if we don't explore them they stay trapped they stay trapped within us and you know that's when we hold things for years for decades for our whole lives and they can be really hard to let go of, can't they? So I'm just trusting the process. And that's what's a really big thing for me is to just allow these emotions to run the cycle and explore them somatically as well. So exploring how they feel within the body. Where are these emotions showing up within my body? So literally if something comes up, if there's a feeling I have there, I ask my body, where is it? Like, where is this showing up? Where is this anxiety showing up? Where is this pain showing up? Where is this grief? Where is this loss? Where is this love? Being aware of both those emotions. If you want to go back a couple of months, um, I took a little clip from an, a longer episode with me and Kelly Peck, who's a lovely friend of mine. And she does a meditation which is um, or a little somatic practice which is guiding you to explore two contrasting emotions within the body and that has been so supportive that practice in itself has been massive for me to know that you know when something feels very all-consuming 
like a, a really difficult emotion that actually if I tune in there are other emotions there as well particularly like you know really quite expansive loving and light emotions so yes exploring them somatically and I talk about this a little bit more in an episode that I recorded and shared last week on the paid membership which is just six pounds or seven dollars should you like to try that out per month should I say and you get two weeks for free so yeah extra podcast episodes going on there and there's a few series on there too so yeah check that out if that uh, is something that resonates so that's obviously one of the first things and a real a one that's taking a lot of discernment awareness is asking myself what's distracting me and what is supporting me so you know quite often people say like oh you know keep yourself busy keep doing things keep socializing whatever you know when you've um uh, ended a relationship or uh, anything sort of stressful's happened like keep yourself busy but i think there's a level as to where keeping yourself busy is helping you and when keeping yourself busy is distracting you from what's there there's a supportive level and then there's it tips into distraction and then we're not really processing what's there and then that can show up way further down the line so it's working out what's the right level of that so when am i a lot of one of the big distractions that i'm doing at the moment because this has meant that I've um, like moved back into my mum, so I'm looking for somewhere to live, and I was exploring different options, renting, could I buy, um, <clears throat> you know, those are different things. So I'm hoping to share some more on that soon, should it all flow in the way that it seems to be flowing at the moment. Watch this space. So that's really exciting, but, you know, that meant that a lot of my evenings I spent exploring this and so I'd get back and I'd be like oh finally I can just like relax and chill um and then I'd get my phone out and start exploring exploring exploring. and it would there was kind of a level where I wasn't really taking the time to rest or process so it was it's that balance isn't it it's really that balance I'm working on what it is that you actually need right now what is supporting me right now what is actually feeling good what makes me feel good so this kind of leads into the another thing that I'm exploring which is yeah what feels good what feels light expansive all that kind of really supportive feeling versus what feels restrictive you know that kind of like I feel like a restriction in my body or low or anxious or a feeling of lack or urgency what what are things bringing me so what actions am I taking what thoughts am I feeling and what are they actually making me feel yeah so you know if the thoughts come up in your mind is that a thought that is supporting me right now or is it not supporting me right now and of course it's important to be aware that there will be lots of different thoughts coming up particularly after the ending of a relationship by the way I keep saying the ending of a relationship so I don't really like the terms break up and split up Mm, which I talk about again on one of the other kind of um, membership episodes, which just touched upon it lightly, but I don't know, I just think break up and split up probably can make you feel like you were, one of the biggest things about it is it's, I, I think that really can feed into the idea that when you break up with somebody, you are now not that whole that you were, you know, when people's like two parts of a whole, all that kind of thing. Um, and I just think that can be quite distressing and more painful than it needs to be and even more traumatic than it needs to be because you're sort of saying like, oh, you've split up, you've broken up 
and like you're not less less than although it can maybe feel like that but it's yeah you're just not whole without them and I just don't know how helpful that can be but I don't like it oh kids are playing outside lovely that kids are playing outside I definitely condone that but maybe not so close to the car so yeah <laughs> but but yeah so essentially it's um just where those them feelings are coming from the body based on what the actions that you're taking the thoughts that you're thinking you know what are you doing being able to be able to catch yourself within those moments so that's what i'm trying to do is catch myself myself and that you know it's okay to feel those restrictive and those low anxious emotions that's kind of the the the, the lower ones for me but it's also important to work out what actually makes me feel good light expansive and that's even in um navigating me and dave's relationship going forward whilst we look after bomber that kind of thing like what's the level of actually what feels good um and what feels like attachment you know is it what's uh what's that part that egoic part that's kind of holding on and what's like that real um just kind loving respectful part that is supportive for both of us and that kind of flowing i feel like i'm flowing into one and the other because the next thing although they weren't in this order but the next thing is talking about attachment becoming really aware of what's attachment and what's love so this is something that i'm really like I feel like I'm shifting or expanding my beliefs on because I think when I'm talking about attachment I'm talking about when you know that kind of um, you can obviously talk about your attachment style which is important and that that's definitely definitely key for me now um me and someone know we're talking about the book attached which i've recommended before but check that out i can't remember who the authors are but that's definitely really interesting in talking about um secure attachments and talking about uh different types of attachment attachment like anxious or avoidant and whatnot so that's really really key in relationships but working out where is actually that feeling of loving connection and what I mean by that is not that kind of romantic love but like a kind of um, unconditional love and energy within the world what feels like that as I go forward and what feels like attachment so egoic attachment what feels like holding on in a way that I don't need to hold on I should probably give an example on this really let me think but yeah you know when you kind of tell yourself things about a relationship and you know like I never thought this was going to end for example I thought I'd found my perfect person all that kind of stuff actually realizing that those type of feelings perhaps for me or you know not always but I just sometimes wonder if they're attachment you know because we're obviously not together now and so my ego and my attachment have absolutely fucking killed by that. It really, they really are. But that expansive love part of me that believes in energy and that believes in the trust of the universe and that flowing part of life isn't worried at all because it's not, there's no broken part. My soul isn't broken right now. The energy is just kind of shifted, but it's becoming aware of when I'm attaching myself to things. And when you kind of feel like you own something or you have something, Ooh, let me see if I can find a quote actually by um, Eckhart Tolle that I wrote in here. Oh yeah, 
I wrote this yesterday actually. So this is apt. You can only lose something that you have, but you cannot lose something that you are. You can only lose something that you have, but you cannot lose something that you are. That's really big for me right now as well. Where are we attached to things in our life? And this can be just way more than the person that we're in a relationship with. Where are we attached to our work, routine, friends, family, um, house, just everything? Where are we attached? And is that serving us? Is it actually from a loving place or is it sort of kind of like a, yeah, it's basically not serving us, you know? So that's something that I'm definitely really, really leaning into. And becoming aware actually particularly for me with my if we talk about attachment styles so that's kind of like that can be shaped by the things that you've experienced in through your previous relationships or in your childhood or whatever so my attachment style is very much kind of like an anxious attachment style I can get anxiously attached to somebody and you know I'm not going to try and define that now I guess but but um yeah I would say that another thing that's come from that is for me to work out where am I giving my power away to people, to the people I'm in a relationship with? It's not being taken from me. This is a real, it might seem like a real little kind of semantic difference, but it's massive because my power was, wasn't taken from me. And, you know, Dave would, no, Dave wasn't even like that. You know, people can do that. They can kind of like abuse you kind of where you're giving your power and then they can abuse that. But he wasn't doing that. But it's where was I giving my power away where was I attached and leaning into the ego so much and that anxious attachment that I was foregoing what was actually really important to me and my soul and my development and what I wanted in life so big things to consider going going forward into um other relationships which then brings me on to I even I've talked about it again before recently but this idea of the difference between fear and love as I move forward you know, that kind of feeling, particularly I'll give an example of around dating because I don't feel like I'm, uh, I guess the word, how to describe it. I'm not fully ready to date, I guess, but I'm not against it. If something came along, I'm not blocking it and never thought I'd be saying that so soon again. Ugh, my mum is now outside having a smoke. Bear with sorry for all the stopping and starting with this uh, life for a limina bilingo I guess around people um and yeah so fear and love and where where is that feeling different in my body and essentially when it comes to dating <laughs> interestingly I was like okay I'm not against dating but I don't want to actively seek it I'm not in a place this is when I was in like a kind of like a, a love expansive you know love and connection place I was like oh I, I don't need to look for it like I just trust that it'll come when I just do things that feel good and it'll attract the right people and whatnot and I don't I don't need it right now so that's fine but then there are part there are times when I just all of a sudden feel this like desperate urge to oh my god find somebody before not it's too late or too late maybe not the right word but like you know is that is finding somebody a way of actually fully healing because you bring someone else in your life and you kind of create new memories um is that the like the step but then it all felt very like fear-based because it was rushed and it was urgent and you know I mean literally this is this is what I did I downloaded Hitch at like 
two o'clock in the morning when I was feeling like really anxious and I was like oh my god I need to speed up this healing I need to sort of just find somebody even if it's just a bit of fun or whatever I just need to like find somebody and like but I also know that's where I'm attached to that you know the companionship that I've had and having um someone really close to me for three and a half years of my life and kind of wanting that and then going hmm yeah maybe if I eat downloading a dating after the middle of the night that's probably from a place of fear <laughs> and so it also this leads into two things which one do I go with first I'll go with this one so it's also been aware of what works for me and versus what people think will work for me you know I think a lot of people think that to heal from a relationship you move on to somebody else and I don't think that's quite right for me because I want to be able to feel comfortable in my own skin and nurture myself and give myself the needs that I am trying to outsource to somebody else. And don't get me wrong, like, you know, I think relationships are incredibly beautiful. Um, but I do think that often, particularly for me, I, I kind of would expect or have been looking for people to give me things that I haven't been given myself like support and that love and being comfortable in my own skin all that kind of stuff so so that's kind of like leading to the next thing but then but yeah but just being aware that I have to be aware of what works for me and not what other people think will work for me and and I do worry that people will look and go um you know say I haven't met someone for a bit and they look and they go oh she's not moved on oh she's uh still stuck not got over him type thing but actually knowing that I did and have are doing what works for me maybe I will meet someone tomorrow who knows I'm not, like I said I'm not against that but it's holding space for me right now to be in that place of healing and knowing that I don't need anybody you know get to a place where I would like somebody but I don't need anybody because I'm not needing them to give me something that I can't already give myself so yeah that's that's a real big one for me definitely um so yeah becoming aware of your needs and so the last thing I would kind of talk about as well is becoming aware of the personal responsibility that I take for where I'm at in my life right now. Where, what did I contribute towards the relationship to be where I'm at right now? You know, becoming aware of how I acted, how I maybe wasn't as deeply connected to myself as I thought, becoming aware of this anxious attachment, all these things, but reflecting with kindness, not with, not by berating myself because, oh, you know, it's too late to change that now, or I wish I'd done this and I wish I'd done that. Telling yourself that I did the absolute best that I could in that moment. And even though things might have surfaced or I've had epiphanies or whatever, you know, or I've not realised that something meant a lot to me until it was too late would be the phrase that you use. But it's not saying it's too late. It's just that that wasn't the right time for you and you can learn from that. So it's been able to take personal responsibility for the part that I've played in where I'm at in my life as a whole. And what do I want to change from that? Because, you know, I have moved back into my mum's because I don't have any like... um housing grounding you know like I don't have my own space and do I want to have that happen again should another relationship I be in end I don't want to have to move back into my mum's you know I love my mum but this has felt very uh yeah like hang on a second I literally don't have any roots you know so 
So yeah, becoming aware of how I've got myself to where I am in a place of kindness and love, not beating yourself up. And I also just thought I'd give like a little kind of um, mini sums, mini summary of um, things that have actually felt really healing, modalities that have felt really healing at the moment and the kind of an idea of what I'm doing on a daily basis. And so I spend a lot of time in nature. I go out walking morning and evening and hopefully all being well. I'm going to have fun with him the next two weeks, which is exciting. So I can take him out morning and evening and walk him and that'll be amazing. But when he's not here, I'm still going out walking and I'm taking that time to connect in nature. That's been really, really big for me. Um, I did my Reiki level one training um, a couple of weeks uh, after me and Dave and our relationship. Still looking for a better phrase. It's a bit of a long one, isn't it? But but yeah, not split up a breakup. But um, yeah, and that has been massive. Leaning into the energy of Reiki, so so healing, so beautiful, so opening and expansive. So using healing, uh, using Reiki on myself, uh, and really using Reiki to connect. It just feels like it deepens the connection to the magic of the world. I feel like I. I feel like I understand, I can feel my energetic um, connection to the world, essentially, to nature. Um, and I feel like I've had some real trippy moments with this, honest to God. Like, I had such a trippy moment with a river. <laughs> my hands in a river being like, oh my God, it's communicating with me. I probably sound a bit mental, but honestly, it was beautiful and magical. And I use Reiki on um, Bomber and on Diego as well who is my sister's cat and lives at my mum's, which is the reason why I can't have Bummer in the house, because they cannot meet ever, 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 ever. Because two will come one. Oh, I just went there. Anyways. Uh, yeah, time alone. <laughs> oh, this is something I didn't mention, actually. Time alone has been massive for me in healing, but I have to be very, very aware of when supportive alone time tips into pulling myself away from connection to others, because that is something I've done many times in my life and interestingly I had a card reading the other day tarot card reading and um like an uh like angel channeling as well and that was really really cool I loved it uh and that really the well what was said and it was just make sure you don't slip into your old ways when it comes to like not socializing and I did that along for a long time because of my um obsession with control at the time so it was controlling my life and so like bringing in something social that hadn't been planned or um bringing in something social that somebody else kind of organized and oh I don't know it was just crazy so when she mentioned that in the reading I thought this has been coming up for me actually is like I don't want to slip into when alone time is me trying to control my life so I'm not hurt yeah that's uh that's a big one for me so alone time good but too much alone time not so good journaling oh my god I'm obsessively journaling at the moment it just feels really really good it feels really really good to like get it out uh, on paper what I'm feeling and then another massive massive thing for me is dancing and a real kind of like well I don't actually know the definition of this but shakti dancing because this uh, Shakti yoga is something that a lovely person offers to where I'm working actually offers for free to people who work there uh, online and that's massive and all I can really describe it as like is like it's dancing and but like dancing in a very uh, kind of like going towards ecstatic dancing I guess but also every time I'm doing it, I just feel like a real strong feminine energy comes through which I think is like Shakti energy so if anybody actually knows let me know Oh, did you hear him sigh? 
It's a beautiful boy, isn't he? Uh, but yeah, that has felt really empowering and like really like I'm forging. Um, I feel like magnetic in it. I actually feel like I'm drawing in the things that I want to draw in for my life. I can't really describe it any better than that. But that's been so empowering and a real deep connection to that feminine fierce feminine energy from like a real loving place and interestingly my word for the year was empowerment it is empowerment should I say and so this has all happened which you could say could feel very unempowering but actually it's still really empowering because it's now how do I take responsibility for everything in my life and then forge a way forward from the ground up so yeah really big things just dance it out dance out your emotions dance out feelings in your body, dance out people from your body, dance out those kind of like ties to people from your body. Honestly, I love it. I just think it's such an amazing experience. So yeah, that's kind of all my little sharings on what's supporting me right now um, a month on. I'd love to know what you think and you know if you've been in a similar situation and what's been supportive for you, uh, anything that you kind of reflect on and and yeah be nice to hear from you. So thank you everybody for listening. Until next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I would love to know what you think of the episode and you can reach out to me in the show notes below. The options are there. And if you feel called to rate or review or share this episode, I would be incredibly grateful. Thank you very much, everyone.